0: online. blog talk radio
1: hi welcome to our latest out podcast what uh, it is the last day of oh. We're having technical difficulties out uh, for podcast. I've actually at Jim, Jim's plush office in uh, at, at his house and we're having some echoes here. But I think we've got that figured out. Jim, it's uh it's a little quiet around this house today. Do you wanna share with the readers why
0: listeners why? Uh yeah, just briefly so I don't choke up. I had a but my beloved cat of 18 years, the woman, down last night, she uh, had fallen ill the last couple of days and it was time to go. And she was she was my buddy and beautiful companion for 18 years. I'm really going to miss her. So um, it's it's a real empty feeling now in the apartment not having her basically trip me every day when I was walking to feed her. So all I'm going to say is you know, I'm really going to miss her. And you knew her back when I I met Sid in June of '96 and got the woman in July of '96. So she's been around as long as you've had, and with me, and long as, longer than Outsports.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing how much our pets become parts of our family. And I know a couple of friends who lost their dog and recently, and it's uh it's it's rough. I can't imagine having to, to deal with that with my with my own tabby,
0: uh, and she was an orange tabby. So I, she, she was a Bengals fan. So she had six, 18 years of total frustration. But <laughs> she was a, uh, she was always great during the NFL season. She would decide to sit on my favorite chair at 10 o'clock in the morning, which is Pacific time, knowing I was going to watch the games, and then. You know, she would, you know, basically fight me for the chair for the next six hours. And then during the week, magically, never wanted to sit on that chair. So it was only during <laughs> Sunday NFL games that she decided to be a little bitch.
1: It's funny how we make, uh, uh, we try to turn our pets into into people. Like, you know, we, 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 anytime there was a cat team on the NFL game, there was always her team. Somehow she was always cheering for the Lions or the Panthers or the – the Bengals, or is that it? Are there other cats? Never
0: the Jaguars, because that was Peyton's division with the Colts, so she was not allowed to be a Jaguar fan.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: well, uh, well, we
1: will definitely miss her, and I can't even imagine what you're going through, so I was happy to come over here and say hi, at least. Um, anyhow, we're talking about, we're not talking about cats today, we're talking about the Bingham Cup, <laughs> just so briefly, with the Bingham Cup going on. And, Sydney, Australia right now, and I saw some video from there. It looks like it's been rainy and wet. Did you know how many teams they got this time around?
0: I don't know, but it's a very big tournament, uh, and it's getting great coverage down in Australia. The media is treating it um, like a pretty big sports story because rugby's huge in Australia. It's a great venue to have it in Sydney. I mean, it's just one of the rugby capitals of the world, and um, it's going on through Sunday. And we're going to have some, we'll have a report and some photos afterwards. But unfortunately, neither Syd or I could get to Sydney, which was one of my favorite places, uh, because we were just at the Gay Games. But yeah, that's going on. Pool play starts tomorrow, I think, or or whatever. They they have a, like a pool thing and then stand, then uh, seated playoffs, and they go on. And the final is on Sunday.
1: Yeah, we somehow figured out how to get to um, how to get to Cleveland, but we couldn't figure out how to get the Sydney, we got to switch that around next time around.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or hold the Bingham Cup in Paris in 2018.
1: Well, I, it's funny. The people in Paris, I think, are even talking about trying to trying to make that happen. Um, but so you have the Bingham Cup going on, and the, the, big, the big news this week has seemed to be Michael Sam. And, uh, ESPN has somehow made the story about Michael Sam in the shower. And uh, that was just a kind of a, for uh, those of you who don't know, Michael Sam made the first cut for the St. Louis Rams. He's one of the last 75 guys on the team. They got a cut to 53 on Saturday. And about an hour before the final those cuts were made, ESPN decided to run a story on <laughs> whether he was showering with his teammates or not. Uh, Jim, I have been sh- shocked by the legs that this story has had.
0: Yeah, what's funny about it, I had a discussion with a reporter yesterday. who wanted to know why it was out of bounds. And the reality for me is I don't think the story in and of itself is out of bounds if they did an actual job of reporting it. If they determined that Michael was not showering with his teammates and were able to verify that, that would tell me something. Because someone gave a reference to Jackie Robinson wouldn't shower with the white players back in 1947. But what ESPN did was, have, quote, one unnamed player saying he's – senses michael is giving them space and another player saying well there could be a billion reasons why meaning he's studying film or something so it was so non-reported and also we don't know the showering habits of the other rams i mean to literally do all 52 players shower together and michael's the only one that doesn't and that's the way it happens i mean players have different schedules so the story was simply not reported well and i think it had been you know, if they had really tried to dig into it to see if there was a story there, it would have had some value to me, but that became just I me mean, kind of weirdly purient, like well, Michael's giving us space, maybe he's not showering with us, and then it's like, okay, there's a billion reasons, and we'll just focus on the one of them it was just it was bizarre, and I well, think it kind of focused on this whole idea of you know <laughs> aren't we over this yet?"
1: In her defense, she didn't say a billion, Jim. She said there were only one million reasons. So you're you're oh, I, I a, little yes. <laughs> okay, a little bit. Okay, there were one million, different. not not a billion. But and I want to bring in uh, now Scott Cooper, who played football for at Augsburg College. Um, Scott, you know one of my things about this whole thing is. Uh, You know, for me, I don't think it's it's a story at all. I think what would have been a story is if the Rams were preventing Michael from showering with the team, or if the Rams designated a special shower for him to shower and separate from the team. But whether Michael showers with the team or not is not. It should not be news. Am I right or wrong? Oh, I completely agree with that. It, it, It totally would be a story if that was the case, but. For ESPN, just to kind of look for a story about that and then report on something that they really don't seem to have much information about and just have speculation on, was I think really immature as a reporter to do. So, uh,
0: just to give our readers a little background, Scott uh, was openly gay, a linebacker on his college football team in Minnesota. He wrote a fantastic article for us that's still getting a lot of page views on what showering with teammates is really like. So. Scott, tell us really how wonderfully sexy, hot, ironic, and pornographic <laughs> football showers were at Augsburg College. Uh, if you like
1: pee and drains and sticky gooey things on the floor, then yeah, it's really erotic. But you know, it's it's a bunch of dudes showering after practice. Um you know <laughs> You're not helping unfortunately. Me <laughs> I mean it's you know, it's completely unsexy. Um, you know, just, you know, we think we have these image of these porn star looking athletes getting naked and soaping up, but that's not the case. Um, you know, I love my, my goons, but you know, offensive linemen aren't the sexiest people to me. Um, you know, so, you know, it's it's just not, it's not a sexy place. It's a, do your business, get out, get a shower and go eat and, you know, get an ice bath if you can. Um, you know, it's it's not an environment that induces any type of intimacy or any type of feelings. You know, as an athlete, those are your brothers for Michael Sand, those are his colleagues. Um, and you know, it's not a sexual act whatsoever. Well we also have joining us today Eric Lucian, who was out for a couple of years on the University of Nebraska football team. And uh I know that uh Eric you must have you must have had Tons of sex in the in Nebraska football showers, <laughs> and and all the guys were probably hitting on you because they knew you were gay, and you were hitting on them. It was just a it was a it was a crazy sex fest, right? <laughs> um, maybe in someone's fantasy world, but no, definitely not. Not in my fantasy world either. But just like Scott said, I mean, those guys are your brothers, and you you're you build a bond with them, and they're your family. And you go out there, you know, after hard practice, you're sweaty, you're gross, you're in pain, all you want to do is get clean and get some food and, you know, hop in the ice whirlpool or something. It's There's nothing sexual about it. It's just, I don't know, it's the whole entire, um, like, fact that Josina and ESPN made this a, a big story is just, I don't know, outlandish and ridiculous. I can't can't believe they'd even report on something like that, so... Yeah, definitely no sex in the locker room.
0: Well, I guess we'll ask both of you, you, can take turns answering. Why do you think this story, image, issue is is one of the things that is the most sort of talked about about a gay athlete coming out openly, the whole shower? What, what is that mythology to you guys that says that people really are fascinated by this?
1: I just think, from my experience, oh, I think it's people are insecure with themselves and their lack
0: of experience
1: a gay teammate, or um, maybe even just knowing someone who's gay or lesbian or bisexual or anything like that, and so they just they have a fear of the unknown, and so it's their own insecurities that are spawning this thing in their mind of oh my gosh this would be you know crazy if I had to shower with you know with a gay teammate or I wonder what it's like for someone to, to have to do that when in reality when you're in that situation um, it isn't an issue at all. So that's what I think. Yeah, I I would say that's completely true, and I'll and I'll piggyback that as well, and say from the standpoint, people are fascinated with this because it's a situation where a gay guy and a straight guy have to be naked together. That's you know the the, the you know common part of it, um, you know, and and people don't know how to do that because normally you know if you see a gay person out in public, you're you know, not exposed to them, they can't see you naked, they can't, you know, see your private parts, and, you know, I think people are so fascinated with this, because it's an instance where both sides are completely vulnerable, and for the gay guy, they think that, you know, they're just going to jump on their straight teammate, and that's not the case at all, but just the fact that two men have to be naked together, people are fascinated, okay, what's going to happen, something's got to have happened, you know, but it's not the case. Yeah, well, I, I completely agree with you, certain... Scott. I mean, I even sure had teammates all... back back in the day, they would ask me, uh, especially the, the first six months, like, so is showering with us, like showering with the Scarlet, which is Nebraska's, you know, really attractive girl dance squad? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that's not even close to what this is about. I'm here to get clean. And I'm like, don't flatter yourselves, guys, you know. You're not <laughs> yeah. all as attractive as you think. But yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I had similar I had similar experiences and um it was commonly known on my team that I, I do like older men and they would joke that, you know, they, I they I don't like them because they're too young and they'd be like, Hey Coop, how do you like this? I'm like, No, you're not you're not old enough, sorry. Um, <laughs> but you know, and, and they would joke too and they would get all mad when I would you know, deflect them and say, No, you're not hot enough, sorry. But you know, it, <laughs> it it was nice when they could be comfortable with that and joke about that. Yeah, true you guys are telling me that you would not check guys out in the shower, that you did not want to ever attract to any of your teammates. Are you really trying to get me to buy that? I'm not trying to get you to buy any of that. I mean, I think it's actually normal for any male, whether you're gay or straight, to be curious of, you know, other male figures, you know, what they look like, what, they're, what they have, whatnot, you know. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I would say on majority, I wasn't attracted to my teammates. Yeah, there's a few that I, I thought were attractive, but again, they're my brothers, they're they're my right. family, and you, you would never sexualize any of that, right? I I completely agree, and I would say checking out if you want to use it in a sexual tense, no. But you now, like Eric said, every guy checks each other out. We all know what we all look like naked. You know, that's just human nature. You look around and you see and you compare and you see, you know, one guy's more hung than the other guy. And, you know, but that's just being brothers. I mean, man, we do that with our actual brothers when we're five years old. You know, you check things out. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny but, how, um, I don't know if you, any of you saw um, John Stewart and how they covered this whole story. Yeah. And how, how um, their reporter, Samantha B. they did that something like, you know, John, there's the no grab ass, no dick snaps, no ball cupping, none of the, the locker room behavior of normal heterosexual NFL players. <laughs> I thought that was perfect because, you know, that sort Agreed. of stuff happens. You know, the, the heterosexual guys and anyone in a locker room, they joke around and snap people with towels. It's just the environment of it. You guys are your yeah. friends, your family, you joke around. Right, and, yeah, exactly. Because you're family, you can, and it's acceptable. It's not gay. It's just you're a bunch of dudes being goofy, and you're close, and it's fine. Exactly.
0: Well, yeah, one one of the most popular stories we've had in the last few years was a study of a small sample of athletes that showed that, as they said, cock size matters in the locker room and that people do check each other out. But what was interesting about it was that in this study, the straight athletes were much more comfortable admitting to checking out people than the gay people almost averted their gaze because they wouldn't want to be perceived as checking out in a sexual way. Do you think there's anything to that? I uh, 100% agree with that because I even
1: know in my own experience, I would try not to get caught even just looking at someone, especially in the first couple months, you know, because I came into college being openly gay and I didn't want them to, I don't know, think of me as a predator or something like that, like looking at them in a sexual manner. Um, So, yeah, I know for sure I at first was not comfortable looking at other guys like that. Um, And I think there is truth to that story that you guys Mm -hmm. have published. I I completely agree, too. I actually started off um, during training season. I, I wouldn't even shower. I would go home and shower. You know, and just kind of avoid the situation and you know, over time you get to shower with other people and I would really not gaze at people because you don't want people to think you're checking out. Over time it's you know, that kinda of goes away and people don't care that you're looking. But yeah, totally at first you don't you don't want to seem like a predator at all. So Yeah, especially, you know, over time, Scott, like how I I'm sure you agree, as you become closer and more family family, um you start to joke around, and you know they start to ask you questions even while you're in the shower. And I mean, mm-hmm. heck, I always say I was I kind of was put as a I don't know the gay mascot of the team, and I'd have mm-hmm. people sit around and ask me questions and sit there and laugh about my <laughs> answers or stuff. And I told them, you know, don't ever ask anything you don't want to know the a- answer to, because I'll I'll be completely honest, you know, right? But yeah, it's I do totally go weird. into the the showers sometimes. There were times where teammates would chant loosh, loosh, loosh. I had no idea why, but I don't know. They just would joke around with me, and that was the atmosphere. There's, again, nothing sexual. Yeah. I I totally agree, and I, I always loved the questions that started out. So I know this may be weird, but I'm like, just bring it on. I love because <laughs> I know them. They want to know. But yeah. I had the same experience. I mean, we would joke in the shower. Somebody would be like, oh, we dropped the soap. Coop, where you at? Yeah. And it was just, you know, it's funny. I'm glad they can joke about stuff like that. Yeah, it shows that they're comfortable in their own skin and with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, it's, it's been interesting listening to you guys. because You obviously have a lot to say about it and a lot of stories. And and so one of the things that runs through my mind is kind of you know if, if people are talking about this, and you say your teammates talked about it, your teammates talked about it. Then why do you think this this story was off limits? Repeat that again. Said the last part. Why, why do you think this story should not have been published, you know, about Michael's showering habits? If this, you guys are engaged in this conversation. You're interested in it. You're laughing and joking. You have stories to tell. What's so bad about talking about it, you know, as ESPN. Well, it just, it, it seemed like it came from a place of ignorance, honestly. Um, I agree. It, where it just was uneducated and it was speculation and, you know, it was not the truth, and it was not really what was going on, and that's why it shouldn't have been talked about. Yeah, I almost feel as though she went in, you know, looking for a story of, okay, maybe Michael Sam will be cut, you know, in that first cut mm-hmm. of the Rams, and, oh, that wasn't happening, so she had to fish for some other story, and she went out and manufactured the story. I mean, I know Jeff Fisher, the, the Rams coach, has even uh, spoken in the, the newspaper there in St. Louis about how, you know, she – went out of her way to contact players um, outside on their own personal time about this story and kind of misled them with questions. And mm-hmm. so that to me is just um, just bad reporting. It's unethical. Mm-hmm. Un- the <laughs> yeah, it's irresponsible. Yeah, it's not a story in that manner. I mean, of course, people are fascinated with this topic, but this is not how you mm-hmm. approach it.
0: Yeah, well, actually, absolutely. ESPN, the magazine, did a very wonderful story on locker room showers about a month ago where scott was widely quoted and it was so well done because it did dig into the issue and talked to a whole bunch of athletes got perspectives from different sports the problem with the espn piece was it was live for starters so when you're on live tv sometimes stuff kind of spirals out of control so maybe she Mm -hmm. really didn't want to go down that path and started and kind of couldn't stop and also as we said before that there was no definitive proof that Michael is or is not showering with his teammate. We don't know that. There was a sense that he's giving them space, but there's a million reasons why that could be. So that was my problem was there was nothing definitive about it, so we're just thrown out there, leaving the supposition that he was somehow avoiding them in the shower when we don't know if he is or isn't.
1: Right. I totally agree. And, yes, the body issue article was fantastic. I read that and just, like, giggled the entire time because it was so spot on. <laughs> And what what everyone said, I was like, this is exactly what locker rooms are like. And as far as Sam goes, you're right. It it could be a million different reasons. And maybe maybe he is giving them space, just like me and Eric did with our teammates, and you know, kind of stepped away for a little bit to make them comfortable as who we are. Maybe he is. You know, maybe she should have asked him about that. Maybe she should exactly. have to him and said, what's your showering like? You know, what's the situation? If they really wanted to make a story out about it. Yeah, and if he is giving them space there's no problem in that either. I mean, he's just no. trying to respect them and trying to, you know, test their comfort level before just right. going all in, you know. And, I mean, I think everyone's comfort level with manners of, you know, um, civil rights and LGBT issues and anything like that need to be pushed in order to grow. But there's a right way you don't go full on it. Yeah, I think of if you've ever a straight guy to flirt at him, you don't go all out first. I mean you warm him up first. <laughs> I mean, come on, we've all been there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree and it's um I don't know. I just I think that the whole topic specifically talking about the showering habits of one player. It's one thing to talk about it in general terms the way the the magazine has. Uh, but to talk about, you know, one player's shower habits and, the, and that one player is only because he's gay, to me that was – that's what set that report yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: that's the type of stories that we, we don't need right now, honestly. Well, I'm curious um, for Eric and and, and uh, Scott, what were the showers like? Were, were literally the entire team showering together? Was it positions showering together? Were, were there individual stalls in some, some locker rooms? What exactly – was the average shower situation like during practice and during games?
1: Well, yeah. Sure. At Augsburg, we had a. We ha- okay, go on.
0: Sorry, Scott.
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, at Augsburg, I mean, we had a pretty small locker room. Um, we had 100 guys in one locker room, and we had one big open shower, and everyone showered together, and it was cramped in there. I mean, you you brushed up against naked bodies sometimes, so it was not a private environment at all. You were right in face with everyone, so. Yeah, in Nebraska, I mean, we actually had quite a large locker room. Um, So I guess rubbing up against or bumping into someone naked was a rare occurrence. But, Mm you know, it was, again, it was a large open space um, with, I don't know, maybe 25 to 30 different shower heads where, you know, after practice, there's – and when there's 100, 120 guys, there's going to be a line and you sit there and you wait. But, yeah, I mean, it was – there was no separate stalls or anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about visiting stadiums? Uh, Eric, you went to obviously played at a much bigger school. Were there stadiums where there were individual stalls, or was every sort of facility on the road just like the Nebraska one?
1: Everyone was similar to Nebraskas. Um, just large open spaces. Actually, I don't think I don't know. I don't think anyone really thinks that. Oh, players need individual stalls because they're you know uncomfortable in their own skin or mm-hmm. you know right. don't want to shower in front of other people. Yeah, I agree. All the visiting locker rooms I went to were pretty similar. Typical, dingy locker room with a big open shower. Somebody, a couple of people have said, oh, well, why do we even have big open showers anymore anyway? And and, and I understand that, but my bigger problem is why do we have to make nudity and naked bodies so weird? From the day we're born, we're told that, oh, we have to... Protect children from, from nudity. Some people were just telling me this the other day, that we really need to be careful about nudity in the media because it's protect children, protect children from their own yeah. bodies. To me, it's not, it's not that people have to get naked together is the problem. It's that we make that weird from the table floor. Agreed. I am like I am totally an advocate for this because I, I've, I've always said that American culture is way too sensitive about this, and I think we could be a little bit more free about it. So I, I think that's just part of our culture, that we need to get over the whole scared of being naked thing.
0: Well, I And I think the agree. Scott's and Eric's response is that when your teammates are comfortable enough joking to you about your genitals and sex, that shows that they've reached that point where everybody doesn't have a problem with it, and that's the way it should be. It's There's nothing wrong Everybody has a penis, if you're a man. You're, you don't have two of them because you're gay, and the fact that you guys can joke with each other showed that they were, they basically were totally accepting and comfortable with the whole situation.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And
0: I, I'm happy to report
1: that I uh, I went and watched the Augsburg inter-squad scrimmage the other day, and got to see a lot of guys that you know I didn't get to see over the summer, and it was great. And everything went, you know, it was just like walking back in the locker room the day after I left last year, and. You know, I even went down to the locker room because I had to get something for my friends, and guess what? The world did not end because there was a gay guy <laughs> in the locker room. So, you know, the world still went as, as planned, and guys were still getting naked, and it was okay. You know, a gay guy in the locker room did not change that. All right, guys, well, when are we going to get together, get together to shower? I'm <laughs> well, want. to shower with Eric. For shower, I was sh- Eric and I were roommates in the... I guess we, maybe we should have taken the opportunity, Eric. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, know. and showing people what it's
0: really like when two athletes shower. Together. <laughs> I, know, I think that
1: should. I think that should be our next podcast. Is everyone just taking a shower? Oh no, we got to make so it a video. Po- we
0: got to make it a vlog, okay. a video thing. Right. <laughs> all right,
1: let's set it up. Wow. Yeah, just get all, all the done. gay athletes together that we know. <laughs> yeah, I that <laughs> actually
0: would be a pretty <laughs> powerful thing,
1: although. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it could be pretty powerful. <laughs> we need to slide yeah, be... one or two straight guys in to kind of confuse everybody. Guess the gay guy. Guess the straight guy in the shower.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll put
0: Patrick. We'll put Patrick Burke in there. He'll be fine with it. <laughs>
1: yeah, he'd be just fine. All right, guys. Well, thank you both for joining us, and uh, and have a great long weekend.
0: Well, yeah, thank you. you too, thanks for having us. having us. All right. Thanks, guys.
1: God, the page views we could get him if we had a video. <laughs> of those two and a few other athletes in the shower together.
0: well what actually would be funny be really risque uh you basically show a picture of whatever a half dozen penises and a half dozen naked butts and say guess guess which one is the gay guy which is what is a straight guy right you make you make your point and <laughs> be a not safe for work everywhere
1: yeah well it's uh let's, let's try to make that happen <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's a good idea,
1: but it is true, you know. It's, it's people keep trying to make Michael seem so different because he's gay, but at the end of the day, he's just like them. He sacks the quarterback like them. He, uh, you know what? He probably checks other guys out in the shower just like they do. He has a physique just like they do. And and the ESPN, you know, by singling him him out for this report, that was that's my big issue is it's just he's different. He's other and he has to be treated differently. That's what it was really and I ho- I hope people understand that that's why. That's one of the reasons it was problematic.
0: Yeah, and again if they had done better reporting on it, there would have been a story that would have been legitimate. And hopefully one of these days, maybe Michael will address it, that I did or did not initially or whatever. And we also hope he makes the team. The final cuts are by Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We'll know if Michael is on the 53-man roster for the Rams. It's a big game tonight against the Dolphins, big in the sense for Michael and the other guys fighting for the spot. The Rams are going to keep Michael or Ethan Westbrooks at the end, maybe both of them. So we'll see – uh, if Michael is on the Rams, and if not, if he gets picked up by another NFL team, there
1: are a couple other guys who are injured. Hayes is injured, and and you got Alex Carrington, and and there are a couple other potential veterans who could who could see the boot or reason to keep a, a ninth and tenth guy. So, one way or the other, come Monday morning, Michael had better be with an NFL team. Or I'm going to be
0: pissed. Yep. Agreed.
1: Well, uh, I know that uh, you and I are both – have. I don't know. I don't even know at 1 p.m. on Saturday if we'll be in front of a television or anything waiting. But may, I don't know. He could be cut as early as Friday, so maybe he won't wait till Saturday.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, that's all the time we have today. Thank you to Scott Cooper and Eric Lucian for joining us and shedding light on the shower. For once, we are not only both in Los Angeles, we're both in Jim's house. Uh, We will talk to you next week.